This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game and talk about redefinition. We have one of the most misunderstood subjects in the world of commercial insurance today and the man who solved a big problem, Mr. Aaron Steffi from Propeller Bonds. You guys are in for a treat. What's up, Aaron? Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So before we dive deep into Propeller and all the stuff that you guys are doing, tell us who Aaron is. Where'd you come from, man? Because you had to do something before you had this wild idea to uh, launch Propeller. Uh, yeah, I, I grew up in an insurance agency, so I guess that's like kind of first and foremost, like I, I, uh, I remember like sending, like actually having to lick envelopes and, and use a typewriter <laughs> and, and, uh, mail out renewals. So, um, I grew up in an insurance agency, uh, in the Midwest, uh, just around Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, several years ago, I, I now sit in Philadelphia, but um, grew up in kind of an Erie insurance agency, which, uh, you know, down in Florida, you may not know a bunch about, but uh, they're big regional up here uh, in like uh, Midwest, Mid-Atlantic. And, oh, yeah, um, no, very. They, they stopped just shy of Florida, like yeah. everybody else. You know, yep. Erie's an awesome company. Um, their agents are drinking the Kool-Aid for sure. Probably the closest <laughs> thing we have to Erie is uh, yeah. we have an auto owner's contract. Yep. And I think those two companies are very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I cut my teeth was on personal lines and then, you know, commercial lines and, uh, got into some surety as well. Um, you know, went to school down at Ole Miss and thought I was going to do anything but insurance. And, uh, once I graduated, went home for a bit and just worked in the agency while I was trying to figure out, you know, what the heck to do with my life and, uh, wound up loving insurance, found, found kind of a niche in like sales marketing side of things, which I, I really enjoy. Uh, hate service. And so I, uh, I, I learned very early on to like that, you know, there's a delineation of things within an agency that need to be done and, and not to try to like fix your weaknesses, but to more focus on your strengths. So I find we found good service people and I stuck to the sales and, and then got into some M&A activity. Um, later on, got into uh, the technology side of thing. And, and, and that's how we kind of like uh, you know, I, I slowly morphed over the course of time into propeller. How did you end up at Ole Miss? That's what yeah, I was going to say. Question. 
Um, yeah. By uh, the way, we, absolutely beautiful campus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at that age, uh, that was probably like higher on my priority list than it should have been is like, uh, <laughs> um, the fun that could be had and whatnot. So we went on yeah. a, um, we went on like a big college tour. I kind of wanted to, I had an idea that I may wind up working in the agency. So college to me was really about like getting away, um, and going and doing something different. And before I come back home and get right back into the agency, so it yeah. would have guaranteed my parents would never invite me to work in the agency yeah. after going yeah. to college. Yeah, that's that's what um, that's kind of how it worked out. And then we we opened up an office in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then we opened one in Philadelphia. So I, I and I had family in Philly and, and I'd been back and forth kind of between Indiana and Philly. And um, and so I moved to Philly and then we started to kick the tires on like um, selling the agency. And I think at that point in time, I was like a little bit, um, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit like it's kind of scared of my resume. Like I had only worked in a family owned agency. I was like, what what are, what are people going to think of that? And mm -hmm. so I went and did an MBA program at Villanova here in Philly. And that really opened my eyes. I got to network with a lot of different people. Um, and throughout that program, got introduced to like the technology um, aspect of things through some some people in my class and realized like, Got, got to networking more and more and realized, um, you know, like a lot of insure tech that I had seen, it was led by great tech people, but not necessarily by great insurance mm -hmm. people. And um, sometimes I felt like these new insure tech companies that would come out, they were only solving like a fraction of a business problem or a very small like um, segment of a problem. And, and I, I thought that maybe using my brain and a couple other people we brought into the company, we can talk about um that we can maybe solve like a really serious problem within the insurance industry. Uh, so, yeah. I think it was funny, man, when you talk about the deer in the headlights moment about being a little bit scared <laughs> of your resume, all of a sudden the chugging six beers from a helmet in the courtyard <laughs> doesn't have practical life application, right? <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly right. Like that's, I think that was what it, that's what prompted me to do that. And I don't even know if it would have helped, but for me, it like made me feel better about, you know, having an advanced degree, at least to show maybe a future employer if we sold the agency that like, hey, this guy, you know, he didn't just kind of like, um, you know, sit sit around in a family agency. He had right. Waiting for a handout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, that was kind of something I did, but it just spurred more curiosity than anything and um, met our technology partners and, and yeah, and uh, kind of. You know, I would say the rest is history, but we're still kind of writing the story right now. So, <laughs> yeah, man, um, history's not even started for you yet, my friend. Yeah. I do have a question though, very serious about Philadelphia. Which cheesesteak is it? Well, so I, I would say, like, I, I don't and know. by the way, you... this is I, I I need to qualify this question. Mm -hmm. I've probably had all of them. Okay. So my wife's from Jersey. My wife's from Jersey, and we fly into Philly every time that we go up to visit family, and we have a 100% steadfast rule okay. that I will have a cheesesteak on the way from the airport and on the okay. way to the airport. Have you had uh, on the like way in the to car? The like, like, like the hang on a second. The airport is a bit dangerous, but there's yeah. uh, Delisandros. Uh, have you had Delisandros? Um, yes. That's quality. The best, in my personal opinion, is and most people in Philly like don't. It's not like we eat cheesesteaks every day, but right. um, uh, I would but love you it. do John's, love your pretzels. You yes. do love your pretzels. Facts. Uh, if you go to John's roast pork and ah. get the cheesesteak at John's roast, so John's roast pork or roast pork sandwiches with broccoli rob is like another big Philly thing that doesn't is a lot less heralded. 
But uh, you go to John's Roast Pork, but you get the cheesesteak, and you won't regret it. And it's this little, hmm. it's little tiny little hole in the wall place in like the factory lands. It's just like total grimy spot that has awesome cheesesteaks. Well, I'll go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, Gino's and Pat's not in the best neighborhood either, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's I, I remember we parked. On, yeah, we parked on a side street. And there was like, I, I don't want to call it a strip mall, but it was a strip of like storefronts mm-hmm. that you could literally buy any kind of live animal you wanted from those stores. And they had yeah. samples out on the sidewalk, like just pens of different things. It reminded me of like Chinatown or something like that. Of the yeah. places I've been thus far, <clears throat> Tony Luke's is, is what I like the best. Yeah. But. I will say um, I am now going to go to John's Roast Pork the John's next Roast time Pork. I'm there. That's your spot. Cool. That sounds good. So listen, you guys have created what I consider to be the next wave of um, insure tech stuff that's coming out. Um, and that sounded really ambiguous. So let me clarify that. We've got the companies that are out there that are like Tarmica and Semzi that are creating uh, ratings platforms for property and casualty insurance. Those integrate with the AMS and it's making life easier for agents so that we're killing time. I mean, just killing the lack of productivity of having to go to multiple sites to quote a piece of business. What a nightmare that is. Then you also have the online version of of uh, companies like that, similar to Cover Wallet, who has a website that you can go and do that at. Uh, you guys are doing something similar to what really I would say probably closer to what Cover Wallet is, yeah. web based, but you're doing it with bonding. Mm-hmm. Why? Why bonding? Um, it's just like no one. I mean, it was just kind of a wide open space. I there's a there's a several different reasons. Um, one, no one had gone after that. I. It was amazing to see, like, you know, Cover Wallet, Next Insurance, Attune, whoever. They, you know, go after all the small commercial contractor business, mostly BOPs and whatnot. And uh, then you go on and ask for a surety bond and it gets taken offline and they can't they can't handle it. And one, I think, like, for a lot of those companies, there's it's not a big enough market. So it's a perceived, like, low value. Like, $6 billion isn't enough. You know, it's got to be a trillion-dollar <laughs> market. And, uh, and so... There's that, and it's it's a really hard problem to solve. It's not it's not easy. I always tell people like, I mean, the amount sheer amount of bond forms for every different little tiny town and municipality, like it's like if you were going to get into cyber insurance digitally, and, but every single town in America had a different policy jacket. Like it, hmm. it's it's a it's a bit of a nightmare. So um, one that was a big opportunity um, for someone to really go in and tackle it. And then uh, I saw it from the agency point of view, like um, I I just knew how much how time consuming it was. And, you know, agents just let this they don't even market it. You don't even put it on your website or anything. They just let it flow out the back end um, because there's a perceived there's a perceived low ROI from everyone in the value chain from like customer, agent, carrier. um, Everyone is just kind of doing it just to like get by. And even from a carrier's point of view, like. When you think of the IT department within a carrier, like the surety department gets the crumbs of the IT spend. Like they're worried about automating cyber and digital, uh, commercial, everything. And then it's like, okay, here's like, we have like 300 grand. We'll just throw it to the surety department. Maybe they can get DocuSign this year. Like it's, uh, it's, it's just, 
I, that's kind of what I, how I saw it. And so, um, we not only are automating it and helping for agents, but the carriers really love working with us because we're distributing products for them much more efficiently than they can. So instead of, and, and what you find is like most carriers don't even go after smaller agencies to appoint them for surety because it's just, it's not enough, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Um, so with us, you know, we can go appoint thousands of agencies with one master contract for the surety. So like, We've been approached now by almost every major surety to um, to get on board. So there's um, there's a, a cool use case. Yeah, one thing I think it's important before we get too much further into this discussion, why don't you clarify the types of bonds that you have automated? Because it's not like you're going to get an electrical contractor that needs a you know three million dollar bonding line that can be taken care of quote bind issue over your website, but you have the ability to do that manually. Am I correct? If it's submitted? Yeah. Yeah. So talk so about if, the difference in those. Cause I think it's important. We set the table the right way because once you do that, I want to talk about some things from a marketing perspective, some ideas that I've had. And, and you know this because when you and I originally talked on the zoom meeting, yeah. I had you on one screen and I had GoDaddy on the other. And I was literally buying domains as we were talking for how <laughs> I could create landing pages and market this. Yeah. I was wondering what you were doing the whole time. I was like, is this guy even paying attention to me at all? <laughs> I was searching for just steaks in Tampa, emails. Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there I, was, you go. I, was, I was searching for cheesesteaks in Tampa, Florida <laughs> yeah, on the way so, to the airport. Um, yeah. The, uh, so what we, I mean, so yeah, we automated in as much as we possibly can. Obviously you hit a threshold and it's the same in cover wallet. You know, if you, you can automate a $500 little GL policy, but not, a, not an enormous account. Um, but even, even then, even when the account does get bigger, we're still a great option because even though it's not automated, it is significantly streamlined. So like, um, yeah, we can't do quote bind issue, but we can do quote bind issue faster than anyone else can. Um, and, and so, um, what we can, what we set out to do was like basically like the smaller transactional stuff, but it has morphed into, into more and more. And I would say that different groups look at us different ways. I mean, so we're working with some of the largest insurance agents in the world or in the country. I mean, like some, like probably half of the top 10 are now signed up with us. And mm -hmm. for them, they look at us as like, Hey, we want you guys just to automate all the small stuff. We lose so much money even looking at this. Right. But for the smaller agents, we can be a bolt-on surety bond vertical. That like, okay, I don't have the markets, I don't have the expertise, but I am. I have, do have a great like hometown presence. Contractors know me. Uh, local municipality, local law firms know me. So I can bolt on propeller, and they can help me look like a great surety bond agency overnight, kind of thing. So I guess we can be different things to different people. I think that's what's cool about our product is that it is so adaptable um, that, you know, you can submit a $5,000 bond or a $500,000 bond and, and we can be, um, we can be there to help you streamline that and get it out the door quickly. What is the most commonly procured bond as it stands right now? What are most people using the platform for? And I realize it's sprinkled across several yeah. smaller ones, but I mean, what do you see? Do you give some people the, some examples of things you're taking off of their plate and making their life easier over? Most common, like as far as number of bonds, it's gotta be like contractor license bonds. Um, mm -hmm. Just those like everyday contractor, five, $10,000 license and permit bonds for contractors all over the country. Um, ERISA bonds. There's something like 
a half a million 401k plans in America. Every single one of them has to have an ERISA bond on it. Um, those we see a lot of. And then I think like what, and then auto dealer bonds, but what we're morphing into seeing more lately is like janitorial fidelity, um, business services, third-party crime bonds that, you know, that, uh, basically is like after hours or, or if you have a contractor in your house while you're not at home, they're not, you know, stealing your watch, stuff like that. So, um, there's some bonding around, uh, around the crime and fidelity piece that we're starting to see an uptick in obviously notary. Um, but yeah, those are probably like as part, as far as like sheer volume, that's probably the, the most of what we see. Here's my opinion. I don't think that agents do a good enough job about talking about their capabilities regardless. I mean, bonding is just one thing that if many, almost every agent has some level of bonding ability. I mean, we've got a contract with Hartford. I've got one of those really cool, uh, you know, old notary, you know, it's like the old notary seal. Yeah. All of that. It is still sitting in the same desk drawer that it was in the day they sent it to me. And, you know, because we just, we don't talk about that. and. Mm What's crazy is that because as agents, we don't talk about our capabilities, our competitors can come in and talk about their capabilities, which are strikingly similar similar to ours, but they're talking about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the last thing is an agency principle that I would like to have happen or I would want to have happen is one of my contractors needs a, a permit bond or, or something sim- simple like that, and they go to Google. Instead yeah. of picking up the phone and calling or sending an email. And I think mm-hmm. that this makes it very easy to do that. You know, I would tell you that I think that it everybody that has your product should have it in their email signature. Um, you know, whether it's just say something hokey like ask me about bonding or now meeting all your surety needs or something like that. Because it's literally a web link product. Like that's all that's all that you have to have. You know, we have insurance agent app. Um, I'm also really, you know, friendly with the guys over at Glovebox. Again, if you can integrate with insurance agent app because you have a link, it's that's all you have to do. So now I have a small commercial account that can go to the mobile app, click the link, and they can buy a bond directly over their phone from the mobile app. It's yep. a great way for you to be able to meet a very small need. But I, I got to tell you, man, I cannot even begin to recount the number of deals. It's well over a dozen middle market deals over the course of my career that I have gotten because I walk in and ask about the 401k and the fidelity bond. Mm -hmm. It's such an oversight that many companies are not even in compliance because it's on autopilot or they never had a 401k. They put it in. They didn't tell their insurance agent they had a 401k now. And they don't realize that they're required to have it, you know, have the ERISA bond or have the policy, the the plan endorsed under their crime policy if there's enough limit. So, yeah. you know, that's a it's a big deal. Um, and, and it's low hanging fruit and it's so low hanging that nobody thinks there's any thinks there's any money into in it. And so they don't never talk about it. Right. Because God only knows we should only handle the client, you know, the, the needs that our clients have that are going to pay us the most money. We don't want to handle the small stuff yeah. or above that. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting because everybody is looking at this. It, it goes back to what I've said time and time again. I actually put some content out. I, I don't know that this one has hit. I think it hits next week, but I, I published a blog post about how people's mentality, their, their own mindset is what's costing them money. It's not the products or the things in their agency. And it has to do with the difference between an abundance and a scarcity mentality. 
and people look you know people looking at these small bonds and everything and and not taking you know just grunting and and, and groaning every time they have one come across to me it is a scarcity mindset and you have taken that and flipped it on its head and turned it into something that could be an abundance mindset and said you know what give me all of it give me every yeah. ounce of that and i will i will win through death by a thousand cuts but here's the thing I want every agent out there to hear about right now. When you sell that bond, you get data. And just because, you know, you if you're marketing this the right way, how many notaries do you think there are in the state of Florida? Do you I think they drive cars? Nationally, there's millions. Yeah, do you think they drive cars? Do you think they yeah. live in houses? <laughs> I mean, yeah. so now you get data, you dump it into a CRM. So you sold somebody a bond for a hundred bucks and it wasn't worth your time. Well, that excuse is gone because it's quote bind issue. You actually have a very nice lead magnet for your personal lines division, or maybe if you have good enough SEO and you get people finding you on Google, you end up bringing in small contractors, big contractors. I don't know. I just know this. I know the guys that fish with nets catch a lot more fish than the ones who fish with poles. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think the, your, uh, your point about not talking about it is, is, is key. I mean, that's, I'm guilty of that for sure. I mean, something as simple as just having a drip campaign out that sends, sends it out to especially all your contractors takes care of it. Kyle right there. just now found out we could write bonds at Florida. No, Rose. that's, no, that's, that's false. That's the, false. Uh, Actually, great, he already, he already I, has your link. I already sent him the propeller. Oh, link. Really? Yeah. It's a great lead I, generation <laughs> tool. I, I think, write mad and, bonds. I, I think for, um, you know, there's so like a lot of, if you think of like a lot of like decent sized accounts, I mean, everyone's going after them with the same lead in, you know, let me quote your commercial auto, your GL, your everyone's leading with that. And right. that's not the hard thing for them to solve. Like they, they know enough and can shop that around easily. Like go in and talk to them about taking on and giving them a more efficient way to get those last minute surety bonds in place and, and whatnot. Like no, oh, one they're, they really, are always, they're always last minute. They're yeah, always yeah. last minute. That's another problem that we solve is like our biggest focus, honestly, is speed. Like that's all we try to focus on. And I told you, David, like our philosophy is that carriers have tried to throw money at this stuff and they they've tried to pay 20 percent, 25, 30, 35 percent commission sometimes. And it's like it doesn't matter whether you pay me <laughs> 20 or 40 bucks on a hundred dollar bond. If you make me spend an hour doing it, I lost. Yeah. I don't want to do this like and. Right. uh and so our whole thing is speed, speed, speed. Like we, we monitor keystrokes, try to eliminate as many keystrokes as possible. And um, that's how you can really make it like an opportunity instead of a, a nuisance. So on that note, talk a little bit about what the buyer's journey looks like. Uh, well, so there's there's kind of two different uh, potential buyer's journeys. So there's, there's one where they self-service and they go online and buy the bond themselves. We have a live chat right. instituted with our underwriters behind it. So like our surety underwriters will actually help your customers buy bonds from you. Um, and so it's kind of like in the cover wallet example, if the customer could use that chat and they help them through the entire buying purchase. Um, and so what a customer would typically do is, is they would go hopefully to your website or to through an email signature link. Uh, they would land on your branded URL. Um, they would search for their bond, chat if they needed some help finding it or something along those lines, input their information, which is the bare bones information we need. And then uh, they can pay by credit card, debit card, ACH. They can set it up to auto renew if they like. And, and after post-purchase, once the uh, payment's been made, 
they get it. They not only can download the bond instantly, but they get an email that's also white labeled for the agency that would say something like, you know, thank you for your purchase via Florida Risk Partners powered by Propeller. There's even a paid receipt in there that's white labeled for you. So like everything I always my like kind of tagline in my demos is, you know, we we make it uh, powered by Propeller, not overpowered by Propeller. And uh, that's one thing like I, I, I look up to cover lot wallet in a lot of ways, but um, I think we've done a much better job of like putting ourselves in the very back of the bus, you know, and letting the agent's brand steer the bus. And um, and so that's kind of what the, the purchasing journey looks like for the customer. But like how long does also, that take on average for them? I mean, we have a, we have a video on YouTube now called Bond in 60 Seconds, which is like someone wow. buying a Texas heavy highway bond in a minute. And uh, it comes electronically sealed, signed. Uh, I, I, I hope mean, you got Nicolas Cage to do that video for you, <laughs> yeah. Bond in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we can, uh, I mean, it depends, honestly, Kyle, like, I mean, someone that has trouble, you know, and, and isn't quite sure what they need. There's, there's some more complex bonds, obviously where you, sure. but, so one to five minutes, you know, yeah. for an agent that knows what they're doing, uh, like one minute, I mean, quick and right. easy. Uh, and that's the other part of the purchase process. It could still be a customer calling the agency and you do it for them over the phone, mm-hmm. but it just, you, it's done in, in one minute and they have it in their email and, you say, you know, thanks for calling. Like, uh, right. Yeah. There's, there's a couple nice. ways to have it done. I can tell you the email, the email receipt is well done. It looks exactly as Aaron described as an agency principal. Uh, a lot of my peer group gets a little bit weird about not having their name front and center on everything. And so as a result, they become apprehensive to use those products. I think it's really kind of crazy because I'm not going to improve efficiency and add a lot of profit to my bottom line because it's not my name at the top of the thing. I don't care about that. People don't buy from Florida risk partners. People buy from David period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's propeller, it's Florida risk partners, it's Florida wedding insurance or any of the other crap that I have. They're buying from David period, Mm -hmm. or they're buying from Kyle. And so number one, get that out of your head. People, you know, this is the way the industry's going. You can either go with this or you can wave as we leave the dock, but once the boat's gone, you can't swim to us. So (laughs) this, you know, this is what's going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, I felt really good about how you did it. Um, I don't have any of those apprehensions, but I, I did read it because it's the first one that we had come through like, boom, literally. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, Actually, I did. I was. I told my wife, this, this is pretty slick, man. I, I like what they're doing. So to that end, do you have like a really good success story as somebody who maybe did nothing at all with bonding until they engaged with you? And, and look, I get the fact that you guys are sort of new on the scene, relatively speaking. Anybody that's been an early adopter that's just crushed it that you can think of that was a huge success story? Yeah. Uh, well, t- which by the way, I also understand that nobody ever calls to tell you when they have a huge <laughs> success story. It's usually probably to complain about something. Yeah. 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 Uh, although most of our, most of our agents are pretty cool and give us some good, uh, you know, some good reassurance every now and then I, um, a couple different, man, there's so many actually. I, um, well, good. Share a couple of them then we got yeah, plenty there's of time. A, a, a gentleman named Chris Hartnett. Um, I'm blanking on the name of his agency right now in Birmingham. Uh, he basically did no bonds, uh, prior to us, but had great relationships with like, uh, the ABC in Alabama and some other association groups. 
and he basically bolted on propeller to his agency and has been running with it ever since. And we get submissions from them all the time. Uh, now he's into larger contract stuff and, and doing some great things with us. Time uh, out for so a second. I got to tell you this and I apologize for interrupting, but I would be remiss if I did not tell you this right now. I really, really hope that your marketing campaign, and if it's already there, then I apologize. I haven't seen it. I really hope that it says something like this. If you want your agency to fly, it's time you bolt on a propeller. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I like you have you. that. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, I, if we have, we need to get a full-time marketing person first. <laughs> and so, um, I'm not the cheapest, it. but I can get you results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, they, uh, um, we unfortunately need results and cheap right now. Uh, but the, they, uh, they've done a great job. And then a couple of other agencies that were larger agencies, like larger property casualty agents, but just didn't have much of a bonding department. Um, Dwight Andrus agency in Louisiana has crushed it with us. And another one is TIS in Knoxville. Um, absolutely crushing it with us. So like those are three very, and, and even IBTX in San Antonio. So they're like, those are three early adopters. Um, the other, the other person I would say is like Miller group in Kansas city. They, they utilize us best from a digital standpoint. I think I showed you this, David, but if you go to MG surety bonds.com, they, and, and search on, on by state, they built out a map with static links to every application on our platform. And so like overnight, they've utilized our technology to make what I would consider to be the best direct to consumer uh, bond website there is like and they didn't have that before. But overnight, they they I, in my opinion, they have the best one out there. You can literally click on a state and you go to a list of bonds. You click buy now and it dumps you right into our application. And uh, we've turned their website into a true e-commerce site when before it was just, you know, Hey, do you want your instant bond? Give us your name, phone number, and email, and someone will contact you within 48 hours. Like, and uh, we've we've completely, you know, uh, changed that. So those are a handful of examples that come to mind. So let me ask you a question, man, because I understand how affiliate marketing works and all of that stuff at a pretty good level. Um, and essentially, with us having a link to go to your site, you're using marketing tracking software to know where the lead originates from, similar to what a commission junction or somebody else would use in the affiliate world. Um, but as you're talking about that, my mind is spinning and I just want to make sure that I understand. So talking about the group in Kansas City that built that, it was probably as simple as them literally just going to your 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 site, clicking on every single form that could be there and then just copying that link, creating a hyperlink and superimposing it into a map format or something along those lines. It's not like you needed to have a full-time programmer to develop those links and everything for you, right? Because yeah, the tracking well, mechanism, the, tra well, the tracking even... token would, would have transferred transferred over and it would simply be an extension on the HTML or the, the domain as opposed to changing the whole domain completely. So not quite what you said, but close, but it, we actually did it easier. So you typically just right clicking and copying the link of an application won't work because we start a session every time someone, so we track consumer behavior um, mm -hmm. and how far they get throughout the process. What we actually do and we, we can do for any of our agencies we can give you an Excel file of static application links for every single bond. You don't have to go one by one. We'll just fire you off an Excel file and say, hey, David, like, here's every bond on our platform in Florida. Like, go nuts, you know, make a map of Florida and the person can click by county and every bond that is offered will be there and they can jump into the app. So hmm. um, 
we we can just give that to you as a as a big Excel workbook as opposed to you doing it one by one. David Lefevre hates the fact that you just told me it was that easy because he will be building that tomorrow. Okay, great. I don't know him, but I love the last name. Yeah, he's my uh, that that's our in house programming guy that does all okay. of our CRM stuff and everything. Um, cool. But yeah, he. <laughs> You want to talk? You awesome. were talking about high energy and trying to trying to keep up. Um, that guy right there has probably added a head of white hair since he started working directly with me because I have him running a million miles an hour all the time, um, which awesome. is good, good for both of us. Mm-hmm. So you know, what would you say then? I'm going to take it the other direction. And I ask you the biggest success stories. What do you think the biggest roadblocks are? Like you know, you call, you talk to somebody like me. I'm interested in what you have to say you think that everything's going to work out well and then nothing ever happens yeah um that, it doesn't happen like that a ton i think what, what the biggest challenge i have is um when i do a demo for an agency like the adoption rate is i i, I don't have the data but anecdotally it's like nine and 9.5 out of 10 like well yeah okay, because we're gonna... all bass every single one of us is bass and you've got a top water lure dragging across you know right in yeah. front of the lily pad i'm hiding under you know every agent out there falls subject to shiny object syndromes so that doesn't surprise yeah. me a bit well and i i would say i mean it's shiny object for a reason it's it's better than what there is it's just a fact. absolutely like, I, I, Ab- there's, no absolutely I don't know how you can even argue it like it's it's 100 better than anything out there and so i um and so what happens is the agency owner I demo for or anything, they're like, oh, well, yeah, you, you're going to make this for me for free with all my brand and everything. Yeah, give it to me tomorrow. And that's always that's almost always the case. The mm-hmm. challenge is it sits on the shelf after that because the staff that's been doing it one way for 25 years, they're used to going and doing the pen and paper application. And that's what they're comfortable with. And and we don't have the field offices, you know, that. We don't have the travelers mafia that can that can come in and and bring donuts and sit down with the agents and and retrain how to use the system. So that's the biggest struggle we have is like the agency owner loves this, but they don't and they adopt us, but they don't touch this every day. It's the the admin or the surety department or the commercial department that then we have to do follow up and kind of ask like, hey, just give it a few tries. Like changing their behavior is by far the biggest challenge we have. Is, um... So I'm going to tell you something, man, and you may have thought of this. You may be doing it. I don't remember seeing it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My spam filter is jacked right now. Like I'm yeah. having more email go to spam and junk than I've ever had before. And I've actually missed some important stuff. So literally multiple times a day, I'm having to check that. But I will tell you, I, I, the same thing holds true with adoption rate on having a mobile app, right? So we bring somebody in, we have this awesome tool, it will do nothing but make their life easier, and then they don't wanna use it. And how do you get them to use that? And I can tell you right now, it's lack of education, period, end of story. Because your your fall off is from that agency principal thinking it's an awesome idea, seeing the vision, knowing how much it will save him, how much easier it'll make his staff's life, but they never go do anything to teach the staff that's what it is. So my advice would be if you don't have this in place right now, you may want to add it to your sales call and say, hey, just out of curiosity, what are your, who are your staff members that would be using this product? Mm-hmm. And 
what's their contact information, get their email addresses so that when you do that work and you create all of that stuff, you have an automation sequence that goes out with some quick videos, maybe one a day for two or three days that gives them the tip that they need to do. Then you have inside your CRM, the data of who opened it and who didn't, and you can follow up that way. You know, I would yep. use a virtual assistant or something to do it. But, you know, if you're not doing something like that right now, that solves the issue in, in a, a pretty significant way. I mean, yeah, uh, you're a thousand percent right. I mean, right now I'm doing follow-up demos to kind of help, but that's very time intensive. And so um, that's that's one of the biggest things on our agenda right now is, um, you know, we're scaling up rather quickly. And I think once we raise the proper amount of money to like really go full bore and bring on someone that can really head up the marketing efforts and whatnot, we, we, we definitely have to do that. Um, that's... Uh, yeah, another great idea. I'm gonna have to like keep you on speed dial for <laughs> some of this stuff. So, because uh, that's that really is like yeah, the drip. And I agree with you on the video specifically. I, I I've been an agent before. I'm not interested in a giant body of text uh, from all these. Well, here, here's what I'm gonna tell you, man. Yeah. You have to understand something. You're relying on the guy that's told that lady that everything he every idea he's ever had is great. And every idea he's ever yeah. had is easy. And she's like, yeah. oh, yeah, great. Yeah, right. Whatever. Just like just like yeah. the short rate calculator. Just I mean, they can go into all of these different things. <laughs> you, you sound you like the lady from Monsters, <laughs> Inc. You, you just don't you, yeah, like you don't want <laughs> or or the uh, the landlord from Kingpin. I'm not going to get into that lady. But, oh, uh, God, that's <laughs> she is so King, foul. Kingpin, she's like, so top, foul. Top, top movie. Uh, yeah. But but I mean, that's that's the problem is that, you know, agency principles, men or women. Actually, I think women are better at probably communicating with their teams than, than the men are because we're yeah. really kind of bad communicators to begin with. But, um, you know, truthfully said, you got to remember, you're going to somebody and I'm and, and I'm not stereotyping that all agency owners are men, but I think that the problem ones mostly are. And every idea I have is a good idea. And at some point, you know, after so many good ideas aren't really good ideas. My team doesn't believe in my good ideas anymore. So mm -hmm. the disconnect is this is an easy product to use, but they don't believe the guy that's telling them it's easy to use because they can't touch it and feel it and see it. They're relying on, on everything they've ever represented to them since they've worked together. You get yeah. a video in front of them and say, you know, gone in 60 seconds or bond, I'm sorry, bond in 60 seconds. And by the way, you should have a thumbnail with a shirtless Nicholas Cage on it. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you get that, you're going to get them to pay attention to it. And they're like, holy crap, I can't believe I've been wasting time all this, all this time on these, these bonds. And mm -hmm. I can literally do it in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's or, or not touch it at all. You know, I could just send the link to my client. Uh, yo, you're calling in for a bond. Sure. I've got, actually got a really easy way for you to do this. Shoot me your email address quick. Boom. Yeah. Not and by only the way, that, I, a ton of people still do it on agency bill. So not only do you lose money first year, but like every year you got to go play dog the bounty hunter for a hundred bucks and it's like mm -hmm. yeah your, your fedex charges and whatever i mean you're just losing money consistently on it so um that's the billing process too i think that's where i think it really moves the needle because a lot of those folks like um once they realize oh i don't have to like can keep chasing this person down every year anymore it's just credit card auto pay like that's that really opens their eyes a lot of times so how long you guys been up and running i know it's been mentioned that it's pretty new as we've been talking. Yeah. About. So, um, we were set to launch April 1st of last year, uh, hilarious <laughs> time to try to launch a business. Why? And, what happened? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, so we wound up pushing back, but you know, COVID really accentuated our business model. Like 
because this stuff, um, everyone went to work from home and it's like mm-hmm. you had to have seals, you had to have printers, you had to have FedEx charges, all this kind of stuff. And overnight, all 50 states started doing open, accepting electronic seals, signatures, everything. And we were already going to come out in like 25 states. Um, but uh, overnight, basically, we could open up in all 50. So we've, we've gotten licensed in all 50. But um, uh, we wound up selling our first bond, I want to say, in July of last year. Uh, it's like a $200 ERISA bond. It's the only bond we sold that month and then added and added and added. And we just finished March. At, I think we did close to 200,000 in premium. So, um, nice. I mean, we're growing, I would say, uh, 30 to 50% month over month. And, um, like I think this first week of April, we're setting up to probably do like a hundred thousand in premium in the, in the first week. And, um, I think, look, I mean, the proof of concept is there. We know it's there. And, and now I think we, as a company, we are understanding like, okay, it's time to pour some fuel on the fire. Like we can bootstrap forever and kind of like grow a little, take a step back, grow a little, hire someone, or we could raise a bit of money with a strategic partner that offers some distribution help and we can, you know, really, really scale up. So that's, that's kind of the idea right now. You should offer nice. a seed round to your member agencies. We, we talk about that. We talk about doing some sort of crowdfunding round um, to uh, agencies to allow them to participate. We've, we've always kind of liked that idea. Um, it's really, it becomes more up to like the lead investor and in, in this kind of thing where they have to decide like if they're comfortable with that or not. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm very interested in that. Like our whole, yes, our that whole lead sh- investor, they hate those darn agents that want to invest in a company and give them immediate <laughs> distribution. What a yeah. horrible idea, Mark Cuban. I know. I, well, our whole shtick is like for agents by agents kind of thing. So like, you know, we'd love for the agents to participate in it. And, you know, we're not go- even, we've had some big reach outs to us to sell direct. And we've even said then like, well, we'll, we'll do something with you guys, but an agent has to be in between us. So like we'll slide an agent in on a big national program. Um, if they, if they want to be, and they want to be like the servicing person on that, like, um, we'll, we'll slide them in on a big national program just to make sure there's an agent, uh, in between us. So, um, yeah. Well, I know what the million dollar question is. Um, actually there's a couple of them that we have not addressed yet and it blows my mind that we haven't, but probably should go ahead and handle this now if since everybody's probably still listening um we already talked about cheesesteaks man yeah (laughs) no the the pop culture references of gone in 60 seconds kingpin and you know all of the other things that we've brought up have been fantastic in this episode but talk about compensation because we all know that the agents want to know at the end of the day how much how much is this going to cost me? So there's two questions. I'm going to ask them both at the same time. Number one, how much does it cost anybody to get engaged with you? Because there are people who have quote bind issue platforms for other products that require an agency to buy the ability to use them for their products. So talk about that. And then number two, talk about how the compensation works with propeller relative to what an agent would be getting if they were to go direct. Yeah. So, um, to get started with us, there's nothing. So you can, anyone can sign up kind of like the cover wallet model you mentioned earlier. Any, anyone can sign up and we're, we're automating the sign up process now. Uh, I've still been doing like pen and paper contracts, which is terrible. Uh, but we're using HelloSign and, and we're about to roll that out pretty soon where you can self onboard, watch a video on LinkedIn and, and get bonding immediately. Um, so 
a, a little color around that. I, I mean, we really are a, a technology company, an insure tech company that's powered by surety folks and whatnot and, and staffed by surety folks. Um, the only reason we became a wholesaler is just to be able to make money because we identified that there's just not really a good SaaS model for this. And in, in our opinion, like if I approach you, David, and said like, yeah, you can have this, it'll be 500 bucks a month and, and we can do it that way. Like you're just, you're not going to do it. You don't do enough surety. Most agents don't. There's only a, a couple hundred agents in America that would probably go for that. And so well, yeah, it doesn't leave me any money to market it right now. Exactly. You've given me the ability to go use my money to market your product and we both win. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's essentially it. So, so then to part two, um, what we do is, is pretty impressive. Like, so tip, we pay standard, what we would consider to be standard commissions from surety markets. So on commercial, we're paying you about 30% and on contract, we're paying you about 20%. Typically when you're dealing with a wholesaler, you're going to agency bill it and you're going to get 10, 15%. Um, the reason we can do that is we've streamlined and automated so much of the process. So we don't have all those human touches behind the scenes to get it done. And then the billing process obviously is completely automated. So um, what happens is we use Braintree as our as our billing system essentially. So we we collect the money with when the client purchases online. Uh, the fifteenth of the following month, we remit you the commission, and we remit the carrier their their share as well. And we're typically keeping like roughly around fifteen percent, um, but it could be as low as ten percent. And then we eat the three percent credit card fee on top of that. So like. We're, we're, this is a volume play for us. Like we're not getting, you know, like rich off of single bonds. So yeah, I was going to say um, Braintree is not cheap. I use, yeah. I have a, I have a separate e-commerce business and that's who I use for processing for that. And yeah, well, they're probably there processing. Get, if you get big enough, you're supposed to be able to negotiate, but that hasn't really held up <laughs> so far. So <laughs> I, uh, they are owned um, by PayPal. <laughs> yeah. So we're, um, we're trying to work that out, but that's how the whole, and we're super transparent about the economics of it. And I, I love that we do that. Like I always joke with people, like, we'll tell you how much is in our bank account right now. If you want to ask, like we're, we like to do the full transparency thing and, um, and keep it like a hundred thousand percent honest with people. And, and you know how everything's being done. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically how the economics of it work currently. I got to be honest with you, man. I think that any agent out there that's in the commercial world and has the need to write bonds, they're nuts if they don't do this. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if bonding goes against contingencies or whatever, and that might be a reason why they, they you know, somebody wouldn't want to do it direct, but I can tell you, man, one of the biggest issues that I think people in our industry have is they don't assign a dollar value to their hourly rate that they exactly. work for. They, yep. we, we waste so much time in focusing on stupid stuff that we're not making any money on. And I mean, even for us, we do the same thing. I mean, when I go out, if somebody is giving me an objection and I'm trying to book appointment with them. Let's just say that I'm, I'm calling somebody in their workers' comp experience mod is 50, you know, 1.5. They're paying at least 50% more than their peers for their workers' comp. And they have $100,000 in manual premium, which means they're spending 150000 It takes me 30 minutes to have an introductory call, fact-finding, and all of that. That person's not willing to meet with me. My immediate response to that objection is, oh, so you make $100,000 an hour? <laughs> and they're like, huh? 
well, I mean, I'm going to save you 50,000 and I only want 30 minutes of your time. So that in, you know, when I make that math work to what your hourly rate is, you mm-hmm. you got to be making at least $100,000 an hour as a company to to be able to decline my meeting and, and feel comfortable with that and be able to sleep tonight. All of a sudden <laughs> it's a different perspective. Yeah. But you got to quantify that. And people, if you're spending time on these stupid bonds, you know, all due respect, the bonds aren't stupid. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if these these nuisance bonds, and I've even heard Aaron say that term before, so I know mm-hmm. I'm safe to use that one. If you spend a time on this stuff, quit. Just quit. You can sign up for free. It can be done online. You can actually build your I, – I bought floridabonding.com. Like, flbonding.com is mine. I've already got all the graphics and everything done. I just got to get it built, get my white paper up, get my video up. It'll look like all of the other landing pages that we have. But once I do that, I can pop some Google money behind it. And I'm pretty sure that I can generate enough income off of the bonds alone to cover my advertising spend. And I'm getting all of those leads in the process. Right. And that's the thing. It's always what's behind it. It's not... Look, I'm not going to get rich selling wedding insurance. I'm not going to get rich selling notary bonds. Mm-hmm. But if I can get the data into my CRM and then go out and market, think about that. You know, notaries. How many people do they see? You know, they're they're notarizing documents for crime. I, I'm a notary. I notarized two documents this morning for uh, somebody who came in from the office park. It, it, I'm in contact with people all the time. And if they're with a construction person and they're getting paperwork, you know, notarized for something, they're like, man, you wouldn't happen to know anybody I can get a bond from. Oh, let me tell you where I went. You don't ever know where it's going to stop. Yep. Very good point. I don't, you know, with no cost, with no real cost associated, I don't know. I've been trying to find the downside and I I haven't been able to. So we tried to, (laughs) that was our, our whole thing was like, we tried to make the best possible value proposition you could come up with. And like, uh, I think it's only outliers that can really poke holes at the value prop. Like, you know, I was just going to say, man, I think, I really think that the only downside would be an agent trying to, you know, get a quote for a product that doesn't fit the the immediate automated process and and getting, you know, heartburn over that. But you've been pretty clear about the stuff that can go through and the stuff that's not going to go through right away. Mm -hmm. So, right. That's not really your fault, right? Yeah. 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 I try to be as clear as possible. We have, we have only had one of those instances where I did a demo for a gentleman in Pennsylvania and, um, you know, I, I said, we can pr- almost instant issue everything up to 25,000, which is, uh, it's almost, I mean, there's some outliers we can't do, and there's some weird ones out there. And, you know, he, he plucked out this waste management bond. that was very like hairy language. He's been trying to place it somewhere for four months. And he's like, oh, you can't, you can't instant issue this right now. And we were like, no. And yeah. he caused a big stink about it. But Honestly, like, I mean, we've met a thousand people and there's one of those, you know, I, right. I, I'm a law of averages. I think insurance agents have been like, I, I, I'll be honest, like I, being an agent myself growing up, like I was a bit, um, uh, cynical about, about agents in some degrees and, uh, and like what they were, how open they were. And I don't know, I, the competitiveness sometimes I think gets in, in the way of things. And I've been like, and I'm not just, this isn't sales speak, I promise, like, I've been actually just blown away by how like accommodating, helpful, um, easy to adopt, like forward thinking, great feedback. Like all of our agencies we're working with have been awesome. Um, we've nice. had, like I, like I said, like out of, out of a thousand people, maybe I've talked to in the last year, like one or two, you know, that were sticks in the mud. Like nobody mm-hmm. likes them anyhow. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for them their whole life. <laughs> right. Yeah, it probably has been to this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's so. why they're writing waste management bond accounts for a living instead of <laughs> anyhow, I could go on for days. Yeah. But listen, um, you know, we're getting close on time. I want to be respectful of your time, but you know, I want to make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that everybody who wants to get in touch with you can get in touch with you. And my goal is to make you age 10 years by the next time I talk to you because so many people have reached out to you that you have to build stuff for. I think that would be a really good problem for you to have. So yeah. how, how can they find you, man? Uh, emails probably best. Yeah, it's Aaron at propellerbonds.com. That's A-A-R-O-N. Uh, I always joke with people and say it's three A's, but uh, it's only two. And, uh, and so Aaron at propellerbonds.com, probably by email. Our website, propellerbonds.com is basically a glorified brochure um so we try to be a little vague uh with what we do on there uh, but that's the best way to get signed up is just to reach out to me um send you over the documents hopefully soon via hello sign and and you can get onboarded same day if we get your documents typically we can turn around um your url within like same day or a couple hours cool Boom. Yo, man there you go well, I can tell you this. Um, I would like for you to come in and jump on one of the Killing Commercial live uh, calls that we do every other Tuesday and do the demo. And I can get, we got 188 users in there. I can get as many of them on that call as I can because they need to hear this. And yeah, they would be, yeah. they are the forward thinking agents that you want. Uh, so I will make that happen as soon as we get off here. I'll let you have a couple of dates and, and we'll get that yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, I always tell people like I I tr I've tried to get pretty good at verbalizing it, but um, seeing it in real time, you have to man, is, is so much I, more valuable. I, yeah, I really think that having the web the website vague so that they have to get the demo to see and understand it is a good move on your part. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, you know, I I know this from you know not just dealing with competing against other agents, but also training them that they're going to read about the first three sentences and then they're off somewhere else after three sentences <laughs> yeah. anyhow. So yeah, I can see that. make sure you get the make sure you get that call to action button after the first three sentences to book the demo, or you might miss it. <laughs> I like it. But anyhow, well, listen, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being generous with it and coming on. I appreciate the partnership that you have. You yep. have been nothing but exactly what you've articulated on this podcast with our agency. Even when I ask you questions about things that aren't in the works, you've been very gracious about answering them and accommodating them. And I, I can tell you, I appreciate that because when it comes to insure tech products, I always have a lot of questions, but they come from a place of what can I do to help you and what can I do to get this thing out to the people who really need to, to have it and that can help you ultimately grow your business. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I really appreciate you coming on today, man. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Likewise. Thank you so much for having cool. me. Thanks, Aaron. See you, man. Yep. See you, Kyle. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.